Hey everybody, so this is Rachel and Jesse, and today we bring to you episode one of Women Be Talking. So for our first podcast, we are going to be focusing on motherhood and how that's related to our book, Breaking Women by Jill McCorkle, as well as the documentary, Girlhood. To start off our podcast, we're going to take a look at a quote on page 131 of Breaking Woman, where it reads, In Dorothy Roberts' important study of race and state regulation of reproduction, killing the black body, she devotes an entire chapter to detailing how the war on drugs effectively criminalized motherhood for poor African-American women. She argues that the media-hyped images of the pregnant crack addict fueled aggressive criminal prosecutions of African-American mothers who used or were suspected of abusing drugs during their pregnancies. In these cases, pregnant drug users were prosecuted when they carried their pregnancies to term, as well as when they chose to remain fertile. It was, as Roberts describes, one of the most extreme examples of state regulation of pregnancy and motherhood, and one that was legitimated by the iconography of bad black mothers. Yeah, so through this quote, you can see that these women are being invalidated because they are bringing a baby in this situation and are painted as more, quote-unquote, evil because of it is a stereotype that is actually often portrayed by the media, um, similar to the crack whore or the welfare queen. These women are struggling with addiction, um, are seen as undeserving of rehab because they are inherently bad and unable to change. There's no resources for the mother to be able to provide for their baby when they are incarcerated, furthering the stereotype that is centered around black women being bad mothers, and this criminalization of motherhood demonizes these mothers. Speaking of criminalization and dehumanization of mothers and women in prison in general, and specifically women of color, they are broken down into more submissive forms, therefore stripping their autonomy and a sense of independence. Yeah, this is especially exemplified on the quote found on page 124 that reads, They had heard stories from prisoners suggesting that the program requires women to, quote, bark like dogs and cry like babies, end quote. Um, This furthers the idea that those who are incarcerated are weak slash bad people. The situation is not being viewed as a mental illness that needs to be treated, but rather it is viewed as a bad choice that somebody made that is now inherent in their path of life. Yeah, and this paints it as though there was no help for these people from the beginning. They were destined to make this choice and be a bad mother. And this portrayal of mothers being bad mothers because of their addiction has a severely adverse effect on their daughters. Uh, We're we're now going to tie in the documentary Girlhood, which follows two incarcerated minors, Shanae and Megan, and their journey at Waxter Juvenile Facility in Baltimore, Maryland. Megan is constantly hearing and seeing her mother being described as a bad mother because of her incarceration for drug charges. Megan's mother even starts to internalize this hatred towards herself and starts describing herself as a bad mom to both the camera crew and her own daughter, Megan. So going into paraphrasing Megan from the documentary, when she's having this discussion with her advisor at the detention center about her progress outside of it, he, um, referring to the instance where Megan is at her foster home and she leaves to meet up with this man to cut his hair, um, he describes him as an undesirable and is in disbelief how Megan could meet up with him um, after barely knowing him, and she replies with, If I don't consider my mother as an undesirable, then why would I consider them as an undesirable? This right here is a prime example of how society is just painting these people who struggle with addiction as irresponsible and not to be interacted with, and they dehumanize them, portraying them as lesser than they are and not like the rest of, quote-unquote, us. 
these people are portrayed as like outsiders, not a part of like this in-group um, that aren't deserving of equal rights or fair treatment by any circumstance. They are swept under the rug. Yeah, they sweep them under the rug and then these people who need um, help don't get the help that they need and deserve. It's especially evident when looking at people of color who are also incarcerated and it altogether adds to the stigmatization of those who struggle with addiction and creates a binary where they are inherently weak. joining us on this week's podcast i'm jesse and i'm rachel and next week we will be reviewing culturally appropriating halloween costumes that we saw on campus and reminding people why they are bad thank you